your cheerleader dreams. I want to take you back to one of the most memorable nights of my life in more ways than one. And I want to warn you to brace yourself because you're about to see some photos that could cause extreme laughter. <laughs> this was my senior year of high school on an October night in Texas where Friday night football was the biggest thing in our city. And I was a cheerleader, so I lived for cheerleading and Friday night lights. Well, this was our homecoming game. And I was standing out on the football field with all the nominees for homecoming king and queen. There were five guys and five of us girls who were up for this exciting title. Well, all of a sudden, they announced the 1986 homecoming queen of Crowley High School is Terry Savelle. I literally like covered my mouth. I was in so much shock. I could not believe that I'd been chosen as the homecoming queen. I'd only gone to that school for three years and others, you know, had been there most of their lives. So I just couldn't believe that people chose me. Well, I truly had never felt so special in all my life. Now to put this in perspective, I was so painfully insecure and had such a rejection mentality um, just from things I had been through. I'd been through some very painful things that caused me to feel so unattractive, flat out ugly and unspecial, if that's a word. And here I was, that insecure little girl, quiet by nature, and I was chosen at a public high school to be the homecoming queen. Well, I knew even back then that it had to be God just giving me favor and letting me know that I was special to Him. Well, they put the crown on my head and a sash around my neck, handed me a dozen roses, and I got to take my victory lap around the football field in a convertible, you know, and wave to the crowd. It was hands down the most special day of my life up to then. Well, as we were passing the visitor side, you know, of the field where the fans of the visiting team were sitting, out of the applause, I mean, it was loud, it's a football game. All the applause and the noise at the stadium, I will never forget overhearing through all that noise, a young girl standing by the fence waiting for our car to pass so she could get a good look at the homecoming queen. And I loudly heard her say, she's not that pretty. Can you believe on the most special night of my life as a 17 year old girl, that I would hear those four words out of all that other noise? She's not that pretty. Well, the answer is, of course I would hear those words. Why? Because we have an enemy named Satan who has one plan for your life and my life. Kill, steal, and destroy it. See, his goal is to destroy your confidence. When you gain a little ground, he's there to try and pull the rug out from under your feet. He knows that confidence is to a believer <laughs> what spinach is to pie pie. <laughs> you know, I even heard a minister say, that a believer without confidence is like a jumbo jet setting on the runway with no gas. In other words, you're not going anywhere. See, if your enemy can get you so down, so insecure and so defeated in your mind, you won't even have a chance to live your dreams. You know, Joyce Meyer is the one who said the Lord told her years ago, you can be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you're not gonna be both. You know, it reminds me of the story of the guy at the Pool of Bethesda in the book of John. And it talks about how the disciples told Jesus that there was an invalid laying there, you know, for the angel to come and put him in the water so he could be healed. Well, they walked up to Jesus and they said, this guy has been laying here for 38 years. Well, Jesus walked up to the guy and asked him one question. He said, do you want to get well? 
Now, why would Jesus say that to a man who's clearly an invalid waiting to be put in the water so he could be healed? Well, I believe the reason Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Is because nothing changed in 38 years. Think about that. You know, Jesus could have said, oh, bless your heart. You've been through so much. Here, let me help you up. No, you know what Jesus said very affirmatively in his heart of compassion? Jesus said to this precious man, get up, get up. (laughs) Then he said, pick up your bed and walk. Now think about that, get up. What does that mean? That means nobody else can do this for you. You have to decide to get up. You have to make the decision to not wallow around another year feeling sorry for yourself, complaining about the conditions, waiting for somebody to pick you up. No, God is saying get up and take responsibility for your life, for building your confidence and for defeating those debilitating thoughts. Now you may remember, not too long ago, I shared the story of being at a convention of 10,000 people and Oral Roberts walked in. Do you remember that story on a previous podcast? I was talking about how I'm standing at this convention and Oral Roberts turns around and looks at me in front of this whole coliseum and he points at me and he said, there's something you're not letting go of. And I just stood there. You can see the fear all over my face. And he told me to lift my arms. So I lifted my arms up and he started hitting my elbows and shouting, let go, let go, let go. Well, you know what? He may as well have said, get up, get up, get up. Now, let me put into perspective what my life was like when that photo was taken. As I mentioned, I'd been through some painful things. I'd been sexually violated, or a more harsh word is to just flat out say I was raped at 14 years old by a guy I didn't even know. Never dreamed that I would lose my virginity on a gym floor, and I literally wanted to just die. I felt so rejected. I felt like the ugliest girl in the world. I didn't think I was interesting enough, special enough, outgoing enough, or that wouldn't have happened to me. Well, later, you know, I'd gotten into an abusive relationship for two and a half years. Horrible things happened. I got pregnant before marriage. I had a shotgun wedding. I was so ashamed of myself. I felt like the biggest disgrace of my family Well, then three weeks after my wedding, I lost the baby. So now, when you look at this photo of me and Oral Roberts, when this photo was taken, I was carrying all of that inside. And I was in such a deep rut in my life, I had no vision or dreams, and then Oral Roberts calls me out in front of the whole Coliseum. But you know what? It was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. He told me to let it all go the shame, the disgrace, the inferiority, the insecurity, the looking back instead of looking ahead. And you know what? On July 9th, 2003, that was the day I finally got up and I let it all go. I made the decision to get up, to stop feeling sorry for myself because of the things I went through that were unfair. I made a decision to stop feeling guilty and ashamed for all the stupid decisions I made. I made a decision to start holding my head up and pull my shoulders back and go after every dream that God put in my heart. You know, you wouldn't be watching this video today if I hadn't made the decision to get up or to stop being pitiful. See, the power of that decision has impacted your life in a way. Now, here's my question for you today. 
whose life will be impacted because you decide to get up. And you might even wonder, how? How do you get up? How did I get up? Well, what I did was I began filling my mind and filling my mouth with specific scriptures that spoke directly to my self-image. I call them self-image boosting scriptures. You know, I found them and I made a list of them and I literally began making myself speak them out loud out of my mouth every single day. How long? Until they took root in me and transformed my thinking. Why? because I was desperate for transformation. I was fed up with feeling pitiful and I was determined to not miss out another year of my life on what God had for me. So I put that list of scriptures together for you this week as a free download because maybe you feel like I did. You know, you battle with deep rooted insecurity. You feel like you're not enough because of the things you've been through. You don't feel special to God or like you have a calling or an assignment. Well, I want you to get this list of seven scriptures right now and make a decision to speak them out loud. How often? Every single day. How long? Until they take root in you and transform your self-image. So just click the link in the description to get those powerful scriptures today. And I want to remind you real quick, be sure to subscribe to this channel so you get consistent faith-building teaching. And here's what I want you to think about real quick. Just like Jesus said to that man, get up, pick up your bed, and walk. What is Jesus telling you today? It could be, get up, pick up your microphone and sing or preach or speak. Get up, pick up your manuscript and start writing. Get up, pick up your license and start selling those houses. Get up, pick up your degree and teach. Or get up, pick up your bottom and get to the gym. <laughs> Whatever it is. Get up, pull your shoulders back, and live your dreams. I'm telling you, this decision will change the rest of your life. You can be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you're not going to be both. So get your free download of seven self-image boosting scriptures to print off, put them on your phone, speak these out loud every single morning, no matter how strange or awkward you feel, speak them out loud. And let me tell you, it's not much. It's seven scriptures. So let's choose to be powerful and make the devil wish he'd never messed with us. As a reminder, I'm here to cheer you on to live your dreams.